I'm Nelly Sapon, and this is Two Southern Corners. In every episode, you listen to short stories written by my friend, Eleni Noah, and I. Each story is spiced with flavor from our Latina and African roots. You can also read them on twosoutherncorners.com. That is, twosoutherncorners.com. Listen now to one of our short, long-lasting stories. Yellow Polish, written by Eleni Noah. The itching of my belly button doesn't decrease. On the contrary, it gets worse with time. A wound I don't remember getting while sleeping. Neither is it from being too self-absorbed to pay attention to where I was scraping that part of my body against. A tiny unnoticed crack. And then, out of nowhere, pass, swelling, and that damn desire to rub myself against the tree. My life is no different from that of any loser who walks around every day in the same streets for years. I must admit that decades ago, I had more ambitious dreams, like winning prizes, traveling, a wife, children. Today, I settle for the desk I have in a corner of an advertising agency. In the middle of confessions like these, I admit that I'm the one who should pay for that job. I only give them a few written pages a week. They give me a reason to get up every day. At what point did my life go from an incredible suburban adventure to a boring novel at the bottom of God's window display? I don't know. I probably got tired of ceaselessly wishing for things I knew I couldn't attain. Fame. Riches. A Cervantes. The truth is, I also wanted a family. Maybe, I still do. It's just that when I look in the mirror, I don't look attractive anymore. Anyone who says inner beauty is the only thing that counts is one of those people who tries to convince themselves that their ugliness is not that big a deal. Inner beauty matters, but people don't take the time to appreciate it. With globalization and the many anxieties of human beings, it's impossible to lend a few hours of conversation so that one can finally understand the beauty of someone else. It's easier to make quick judgments as we rush to the office each morning. If we didn't have to work to survive, perhaps we could stop and appreciate people's big hearts. Every day, I wake up as if I've been beaten by a fierce gang. Maybe it's the nearly 60 years I've been carrying around, or the thousands of demons I've accumulated over the years that are taking advantage of my little energy to feast on the memories stagnant in my bones. Even though the office is only a few blocks away from my apartment, I'm always late. It's not that they don't deduct it from my paycheck. It's just that it doesn't affect my finances and it stopped bothering my pride a while ago. I barely brush my teeth, wash my face with soap, or trim my beard. I only do the latter when it brushes against the mirror. I don't pee in the morning. I want to believe it's a lazy state of my body and not symptoms of cancer, which has hijacked my prostate. At home, I only have coffee and after 10 hours of work, I return with little desire to bathe or cook dinner. When I rented this apartment, I did so temporarily until I got a one-way ticket to another place. My things are still locked up in boxes of various sizes, as if I'm still waiting to leave. After several years of stagnation, I got used to having only a little table with books at the side of my bed. When I bought it, 
It was the first time I had given up hope and began to think that perhaps this had become a permanent pause. The rest of my belongings remain untouched, more out of laziness than conviction, well hidden from light and breeding spiders. Weekends are more peaceful because Asuncion's downtown, usually full of people in a hurry, empties on those days and sinks into silence. Only once in all these years have I suffered momentarily from the unbecoming chaos of those days. It was 2.30am when the upstairs neighbor suddenly woke me up with a high volume of her distasteful music. I went upstairs and knocked on her door, intending to ask her nicely to turn it down. I still don't understand how, in the blink of an eye, my hand landed on her neck when she opened the door. All the polite phrases I had planned a little earlier had disappeared to make way for a series of insults. When the door slammed shut and there was no longer loud music, I was a little confused about what had happened. That was the first and last time I saw her. It is probably because we never met on the stairs, or maybe she deliberately avoided me. The itching leads me to ramble on about various issues as the antibiotic seems to not affect the infection. More than once, I found myself on the balcony in the middle of the night, looking at the moon and scratching myself, while my imagination wanders from one subject to another, without making any sense, until my eyes start to close and I am dragged to bed. The pus, instead of disappearing, has increased and taken on a certain dark color, and the smell can no longer be concealed by extra drops of perfume. These days at the office, people move away from me in the corridors. Instead of bothering me, it relieves me. It frees me from all uncomfortable social interaction or any attempts to avoid it. In general, all social relationships make me uncomfortable. That's why I don't bother contacting my neighbor to apologize. Besides, she should understand. It was because of her lack of conscience. She has become silent these days. Probably my actions have awakened a more generous attitude in her and she has decided not to annoy the neighbors any longer. As long as she doesn't piss me off, I don't care what she does. Today, I decided to go for a walk like I haven't done in years. My body had already forgotten what it meant to walk without a specific place to go, the only reason being to enjoy the landscape. As I walked down the stairs, the neighbors got as far away as they could, and even the policeman climbing up the stairs gave me a strange look as he wrinkled his nose. It was funny. The law didn't like me either. I walked a few blocks, but my legs couldn't take it so I went back. I saw an ambulance from the corner. A little action wouldn't hurt the neighborhood. When I got back to the apartment, the house administrator was talking to the policeman I had seen earlier, and when I closed my door, I heard several movements upstairs. My curiosity grew, so I watched the street from the balcony. When they brought my neighbor's body up to the ambulance, I understood the reason for her silence. It was sad to see such an abrupt ending to a young person's life, perhaps with as many aspirations as I had at her age. But then I thought, at least. She had left without facing the tragedy of seeing her dreams turned into utopias. Like her, I would have liked to have left at 30, just before my little faith began to die. As I looked at her corpse, slight envy sprang up in me. The navel interrupts me once again as I reflect. I decide to take a deep look at it for the first time, and with a mirror and a flashlight, I set out to observe its interior. I make a clean sweep, and to my surprise, I find a small crack with something inserted deep inside. 
Courageously, I extract it with a nail cutter and find a piece of yellow nail polish. I look at it puzzled as I try to remember how it ended up there, causing me so much discomfort all this time. Days before, I'd woken up with the first paints, but my face looked fresher than usual, even though my accusing navel was starting to torture me with its first reproaches. It was one of the few times that I was able to pee, and I realized that I was more relaxed than ever. Perhaps it was true. The more you sleep, the more tired you feel. So those few hours of sleep proved to be restorative. Perhaps it was true. The more you sleep, the more tired you feel. So those few hours of sleep proved to be restorative. It was the morning after the incident with my neighbor. I wonder if, despite the little upset, she woke up as well as I did that day. Did you like what you just listened to? Then subscribe to our newsletter on 2southerncorners.com to be the first one to receive a new story every week. Don't forget to share this with your friends. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there as nelisapong 37 and eleni.noah. And last but not least, please consider supporting us so we can continue delivering these short stories to you here and on our website. You can do this with a monthly or a one-time contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. That is buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. See you next time.